A good morning. Trust you've had a good week. Please pray for Ian and Kim as they're just taking this weekend off. I think it's Ian's birthday and so they're celebrating that up north. And so Ian, uh, Kim surprised Ian, so Ian surprised me and says you're on on Sunday, so I do apologise. But uh, look, uh, it's been quite an uncertain week, hasn't it? And um, sometimes, to be honest, I hope you kind of get a little bit sick of the overdose of news, but uh, in our family it's been a very big thing. Um, our son works at Facebook in London, there's been two cases in London, he's now working from home, and in four weeks time me and I were to fly to Argentina for his wedding, and that has been uh, put off for a whole year. And so... Uh, it's, uh, it's one of those things that we kind of saw coming, but at the end of the day, the Lord's watching over us, and He's looking after us, and so, uh, you, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, um, you, you can wonder, where's God in, the, in this situation? Well, He is most certainly there, and He's watching over us, amen? And so today, I just have a... Uh, with obviously the government announcements yesterday and that sort of thing, I understand that you know families are going to be impacted. So look, look, it's a bit of a adjust uh, the message to suit the times of where we're at, etc., etc. And I just pray that it will just be an encouraging word for you today. That um, uh, what the Lord's put on my heart and as I've been thinking of it, there, there's a great illustration that I've got coming out that I've seen that I really believe is going to speak to people. So, um, what do we uh, get started? But, you know, I, I'm excited that, uh, that Jesus is the great restorer. And, you know, through the events of life, through the big and small, stuff happens in life. And, you know, over the many years I've been involved in church life, I've seen people heavily involved in church life, and something happens and now they no longer attend. And it could either be something within the church or something external. You know, you can have family relationships and uh, that, that go sour, church relationships, you can have sin in your life that impacts you and you distance yourself from church. And I, I believe that Jesus is the great restorer. He's the God that gives us a second chance, even when we make mistakes. And sometimes, you, you know, our lives can be broken. You know, sin has impacted this world. Yeah. And it impacts our life. And sin can have a, a larger impact sometimes on our lives. And, and I want to encourage you that sometimes that can derail you and take you off track. And I want to encourage you that if you've made a mistake in life, and you can talk to my wife, I've made a few. But Jesus can restore you and put you back on track. Because, you know, what I believe, in, I really pray for is that the church will be in this day would be the light of the world. As times get uh, challenging and things like that, I pray that the church, the light of the church will get brighter. Some believe that, you, you know, there, there are uh, government laws coming into place from uh, some parties around the world that are trying to restrict, you, you know, uh, go against the Christian belief and standards. And so there's going to be a challenging time, but I know that Jesus is there watching over us and that the church is going to be the light of the world. And interesting, when you go into countries where there is 
um, uh, persecution, the church light is extremely bright. And in the West, we live in a very comfortable world. The world is changing, not only because of coronavirus, but in many ways. And my prayer is that we will be the light of the world. But coming back to the thought, Jesus is the great restorer. You know, Jesus reading in the prophet Isaiah in Luke 4.18, he says, The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he's anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom to the prisoners, recovery of sight to the blind, and set the oppressed free. Jesus, that's what he declared there when he was there in the temple when they handed him the scroll. And he opened it up and, and read from Isaiah. Very powerful Jesus' mission. He's the great restorer. I like the new, uh, the Aramaic version, uh, the last part that says, he, uh, and to restore the crushed with forgiveness. That portrays, you know, gives, enhances the whole picture of Jesus' ministry. The New American Standard says, to set free those who are downtrodden. And, you, you know, I want to encourage you that if you've, you know, if you, sometimes life happens where we break. We make mistakes or events happen. You know, last year when my mum passed away, it rocked my world. And, and, and I was caused to, uh, it's taken me a little bit of time, if I'm very honest with you, because now I'm over 21. And so I'm looking ahead with my life and I'm going, wow, I am now the grandparent. And the whole world, my whole world has changed. And, uh, and, it's, and I've taken a little bit of time to catch my breath and go, okay, so I'm in that next phase of life. And sometimes, you, you, you know, you can, your world can be shaken. And some of you may have experienced it. But Jesus is the great restorer. He's the one that can uh, be there and help out. You know, the world works on a lot of externals, don't they? They like to make the externals. You, you know, we've got Botox, uh, we've got hair implants, liposuction. You've got all these things to make the externals right. Jesus is interested in the internals. You know, the Bible has many stories of God's restoring power. Can you imagine the, uh, Peter, the disciple, he denies Jesus three times. Now, we read that quite easily and just kind of, okay, okay. But can you imagine what Peter was feeling? He just walked with Jesus for a number of years and then he denies him. And Jesus comes to him later on and restores him. Later on in the, in the chapters of Luke. And he says, Peter, do you love me more than these? Because Peter had gone back fishing. Can you imagine sitting around the fire and Jesus and Peter having a conversation? Um, if I was Peter, I wouldn't be looking Jesus in the eye. Hello? I've just denied you. I've walked away from you. I've said, look, I don't know that man. And Peter's eyes would have been looking down. I mean, how can I look you in the eye, Jesus? I was your friend and I walked away when you needed me most. And Jesus restored him to the point where he was such a huge impact in that New Testament church. 
You think of David. He committed adultery, he committed murder. And yet God came to him and restored him. He said, create in me a clean heart, O God. So much so was that restoration in a David's life. Later on, David was described as a man after God's own heart. God actually charged David with the building of the temple. And David looked back on his life, seeing where he had been and now where he was. And David says, who am I and what is my house that you've brought me this far? And that was God's restoring power. In Psalm 34, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. The contemporary English version says, The Lord is there to rescue all who are discouraged and have given up hope. And that's where David was. He went to that place where he was crushed in spirit and, and the Lord came and restored him. You know, sometimes God has a way of dealing with us. See, when we become a Christian, we're certainly not perfect, are we? And there is a process that God takes us through to be more Christ-like. And, you know, that process sometimes can be quite challenging. And it's, uh, I think of Moses. And God had a purpose for Moses. In the first 40 years of Moses' life, Moses was a somebody. He had everything laid on for him. And then the next 40 years of his life, God made him a nobody. He ran away. He went to the backside of the desert. He was forgotten. And then he had that burning bush experience. Then the next 40 years, God showed the world what he could do with a nobody. And sometimes God will put us through a process of refining that will be more like Jesus. And I want to encourage you, whatever you've gone through, whatever you will go through, Jesus is the great restorer. You look at the disciples, none of them were perfect. You know, last December, I was um, flying, actually Psalm 147, he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. I, I love that and that's what Jesus can do for you and I. Last December, I was flying back from a sales conference in uh, Australia. And there was a, um, I was just flicking through one of the channels, or one of the documentary channels, and there's a, an item came up on a, an old Japanese um, um, art. And I wanted to flick those photos up. And um, we got that there. And, it's, and I tried to Google the, the correct pronunciation of this. And I listened to it half a dozen times and I thought, there is no way I'm going to get my tongue around that. <laughs> so, you, you know, Kintsugi is a very uh, rough way of saying it. But anyway, Kin being golden, Skuki is join. And it literally means to join with gold or golden repair. It is the Japanese art of repairing broken pottery. Mending the areas of breakages uh, with lacquer, dusted, or mixed with gold, silver, or platinum. The thought is, is that it, it treats the breakage and repair 
uh, as part of the history of the object, rather than something to be disguised. By repairing the broken ceramic, it's possible to give new lease of life to pottery that becomes even more refined thanks to its scars. It teaches the broken objects and not something to be to hide or to be discarded, but something to be displayed with pride. Thus adding value to the broken object. Every repaired piece is unique. And because of the randomness uh, of the, uh, the way the ceramics uh, um, um, is um, uh, broken. With this technique, it's possible to create true and always different living artworks, each of its own story and beauty. Each cracks are unique and, and because of the way the objects break. The scars actually become what they now exhibit and what is focused on. In fact, the repaired piece is even more beautiful than the original. So if you just take a standard plate, what may just be a standard bowl, when it's dropped and by mistake and broken, and then they create something like that, absolutely, I don't know what you think, but when I saw that, I thought, wow, that's amazing. I took a photo, I paused the screen, I took a photograph of it, and thought, that's what I believe God does in our lives. That sin impacts our lives. Brokenness at times will impact us through either the decisions of our own or someone else. But the great master, the great restorer wants to come and restore our life. And the things that we would hide from, we can now stand and say, God's done something amazing in my life. Something unique, something beautiful, and what I really love about it, it's of more value. And I pray that, you know, I'm just going to share a few simple thoughts today. Just around this whole thought that we can trust Jesus, the great restorer. No matter what's happened to us in our lives, that Jesus is the great restorer. And God is in the art of finding beauty in broken pieces, in broken lives. I want to share a couple of thoughts just around the life of Joseph, one of my favorite characters. And the first thought is, is God is always going to be with us. You know, in this world at the moment with a lot of uncertainty and Ian message, you know, reference to it this morning, that how God is always with us, he's watching over us. Yes, there's wisdom that we can take on our part, but he's going to be watching over us. You know, he promises that he'll never leave us nor forsake us. And that my Bible tells me is that nothing can separate us from the love of God. We can separate ourselves and walk away, but God will always be there, always watching over you. Then in Deuteronomy 31, 6, God speaking to Moses and then Joshua 1, uh, 5, speaking to Joshua, says, I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. And watching over you and me. 
And so the thoughts around Joseph is in uh, chapter 39, Joseph is sold off into slavery and we, we would think that God's abandoned him and things like that. And it says in 39 too is that the Lord was with Joseph um, and he prospered. Verse 39, 21, the Lord was with Joseph in the prison and showed his faithfulness and love and made him a favor. You see, our location doesn't matter. The Lord is always there. Even when it doesn't look good, He is always going to be there. He's always going to be faithful. You, you know, like those uh, people if, if, who drop the, uh, the, those nice plates and that sort of thing, and they thought, well, it's now useless. And sometimes, I don't know if you've ever felt these times in my life, I've made some mistakes or uh, I've felt useless. You may not have felt that way. And yet God comes along and just reminds me, he says, look, I'm with you. I'm going to walk with you. You know, Joseph was in slavery. There was no chance of him coming out. And sometimes you may feel that's, the, that's what is happening. You think, where am I going? But God is always there. God is always watching over you. You know, in this time at the moment when you go off to work, you, you know, I pray that your light shines in your work situation even more now than ever before. Where when the world is panicking, you can speak into a situation and go, my God's watching over me. And people will look at the light that's shining out of your life. And you can speak into situations because this is a, when people's world is rattled, they're more open to a God conversation. They're more open to asking or hearing from you how you're overcoming it. Let's take this opportunity that's presenting ourselves at the moment and let's shine our light that others can see it. Because for Joseph 39.23, the warden uh, noticed that the Lord was with Joseph. And he put everything under Joseph's care because the Lord was with him and gave him success. You see, others will notice it in your life. What are we saying? Are we, are we open to the idea that you have a chance to speak into lives now more than ever before? Number two, always acknowledge God's faithfulness. See, God's proven himself to be faithful. If I was to go around this room and ask people to share of God's faithfulness, many of us could stand and say, the Lord did this, and the Lord's done that. And in the middle of challenges, and uh, either physical, or financial, or emotional, God's come through. Many of you have changed countries, and that's not easy. God's come through and watched over you. You know, I was talking with Robert the other week and we were talking about houses and, and, and you know, planning our retirement and he shared how, um, how many years in the country, Robert? 30? 20, 28? And just shared God's faithfulness to him and Gary and the children over those years. 
But great, if, you, if you've got five minutes, talk to Robert. What a great word of encouragement. And many of us have testimonies like that of God's faithfulness and how he's come through. One thing I want to say to you when, when that happens in your life is take your children with you on that journey. Let your children see the faithfulness of God actually at work in your lives. Because that's tangible, something that they, they, they can't deny. Take your children with you. You know, we've got photos. I, many of us will have photos on the wall of family and that sort of thing. And, and I thought, what about um, photos of instances of God's faithfulness? That as you're in your home, you go, remember that. Remember when God come, came through. In the Old Testament, when God came through in an amazing way, they would build an altar. And they would say, that's when the Lord did this in our lives. Why don't we uh, you know, do that in our lives as we look at God's faithfulness and what he's doing? And so, you know, you think of this guy Joseph. He's got all sorts of questions. And he's in prison um, now. And... God created a set of circumstances for him to come through. And so um, Pharaoh had a dream and needed an interpreting and Joseph was the one that could do it. He interprets the dream and Pharaoh asked the people around him after Joseph interpreted the dream, can we find anyone like this man? One in whom is the Spirit of God. And that's my prayer for you. Wherever you go this week and in the coming weeks, if, if the situation turns uh, uh, nasty in our country, let people see you as one in whom the Spirit of God dwells. Then your light will shine. In the midst of challenges, that's when our, our light will shine so much. He acknowledges uh, you know, God's faithfulness. Joseph does. That it is the Lord who is doing something amazing. Genesis 41.52 Joseph has, gets married and has children. Calls one of them Ephraim. For God caused me to be fruitful in the land of my affliction. God has made me fruitful in my suffering. And you know, go back to the picture of the glass, uh, the plates that were beautifully made again. Doesn't matter what's happened, God can make you fruitful in some of those areas where there's been a challenge. What is it? Why don't the music team come? Because we're going to sing a song. You know, sometimes we it helps to get the right perspective. You know, because at the moment fear is really gripping you, you know, all the news broadcasts. It's interesting when you look at some of the illnesses over the years, um, the SARS and the swine flu, that, that sort of thing, um, there's been a certain amount of news about a certain amount of hits on it. This particular one is, is um, as of the other day, the stats that my daughter pulled up, 1.8 billion hits. On, on, on the news and that is just so out of proportion to what we've had in the past and so that creates a certain type of fear but perspective is, is the great 
um, thing that helps us out. And um, one of the scriptures, like Josh was talking about, let us hold uh, unswervingly to the hope we profess. For he who promised is faithful. He's going to watch over all that we do. You know, in the next chapter there, it talks about the heroes of faith. The great chapter. And by faith, Abraham did this. And by faith, Moses did, did that. By faith, you and I can take what challenges we have had and use it for the Lord's glory and shine our light. You know, there's a song that we're going to sing of broken vessels. And just the thought that God can make something amazing with your life. Doesn't matter what you've done till now, what happens in the future, Jesus the great restorer is there. One of the verses says, You take our failure, you take our weakness, you set your treasure in jars of clay. So take this heart, Lord, I'll be your vessel, the world to see your life in me. Why don't we stand and let's sing this song? My last point is that God's always working behind the scenes. To make a long story short, Joseph was standing in front of his brothers and they felt so bad. But his understanding that God was working behind the scenes. And that all things would work together for Jesus. And he says to his brothers, it is not you who sent me here, but God. Because he's been restored. You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what has now been done, the saving of many lives. You see, God is always working behind the scenes. If this, your life has had some challenges, He's always working behind the scenes. We sing that song, Waymaker. A couple of the lines go, even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. We're going to sing that shortly. I ask you really connect to those words and let your faith rise. And let them sink, those words sink in and, and really lift your spirits because our God is working. Sometimes when things fall apart, they just may be falling into place. Let go of the idea of perfection because you're not perfect. You are flawed and you make mistakes. You're not always going to have it together. Sometimes your very best 
is going to break. Yeah. You will hurt and feel some pain. Don't apologize for being hurt. Because every crack tells a story a little bit more about ourselves, about our strength, our courage, our tenacity, and of our faith in Jesus, the great restorer. Do not hide the broken pieces from the world, for they are a part of who you are. And those pieces, as they're restored, will shine such a light that others will be drawn to Christ because of your testimony. Beautiful hearts don't just happen. Beautiful artwork doesn't just happen. But they're forged in the furnace of the challenges of life. Lord Jesus, we thank you. You are the great restorer. That you're very interested not only what you're doing in our lives, but how you will use our lives to impact others. And Lord, today I pray that as we sing the song we make, that faith in your mighty hand and your faithfulness will cause faith to rise in our hearts. And as we go that into a world of uncertainty, we can be certain that you are there, that you're faithful, and that you're working behind the scenes. Let's sing what you make.